Hello, my name is Tammy, and I live in Colorado. I've always been a true crime fan, and I've been a listening to true crime podcast for quite some time. And I've had some ideas on doing a podcast of my own. <laughs> that makes me laugh because... Uh... Hello, my name is Tammy, and I'm from Colorado. I've always been a true crime fan and have enjoyed listening to so many podcasts. And I thought about doing a podcast of my own. Frankly, I've never done anything like this before. I've never really been into video, audio, TikTok, or anything like that. But I do have a true interest in true crime and thought of my own podcast that I wanted to put out there and see how well it would be received. So, um, I've lived in Denver, Colorado all of my life. I've always been a true crime fan as long as I can remember. And I'm not the oldest person on the planet, but I'm not the youngest either. Um, I did enjoy reading a lot of True Detective when I was younger. But I've also noticed in Colorado that um, the crime for women, especially women from their spouses, and I don't think that needs a lot of explanation for anybody that's a true crime fan, that a lot of women who trust in their husbands have come up missing. And I think that if there were signs that they were paying attention to maybe prior to uh, maybe they would have left a little sooner or maybe not engaged with that person at all. I'm not sure. But in this podcast, I'm hoping that people will listen to it, use their true crime-solving skills to get in there and solve these crimes. And maybe if you're in a sticky situation, these skills will just be active because you do have to practice active crime-solving just the way the perpetrators practice attracting victims. They do it on a daily basis and we need to fight back with our skills on a daily basis as well. Beware of that wolf in sheep's clothing, which I think is literally true in these cases. So with that being said, my content is always going to be an adult content. Definitely not for people who are under the age of 18. And it may not be for a lot of people over the age of 18. So if this source is not a good source for you or may do triggers or whatever else may affect you negatively, please don't hesitate to pass this by and to get on with another podcast that you would enjoy more. Hopefully in the future I'll have something more to offer you then. It is my hope to help people not to hurt anybody. The information that I've come up with is simply through looking through the internet and compiling this data together. So with that, let's get started as the game is afoot. And as I said, I've always been a true crime person and I do love Sherlock Holmes, if simply for the logic. Okay, so let's dig in. So this monster operated during a time when things were rapidly changing for people both for the best and the worst, and that's pretty normal. We all know that you don't get one without the other, the yin and the yang of the situation. The time period I want to focus in on is known as the aughts, or the decade of dilemma. 
if that tells you anything about the craziness that was going on at that time period. At this time, there was an error of what is considered an acceptable behavior, and I'm putting quotations about that, and the label of political correctness is just coming into being. In this time period, people were dancing to Beyonce's Irreplaceable, maybe Lady Gaga's Poker Face, and Taylor Swift's Love Story. I am a big dancer, so I was definitely throwing it down to the, one of the biggest groups at the time, the Black Eyed Peas, who were chart-topping at the time. We were wearing frosted lip gloss and insanely skinny eyebrows and frosted lilac eyeshadow. I could barely say that without laughing. Uh, let's see what else was going on. Bedazzling jeans with bedazzled pockets were so popular because they showed off your derriere in such a fashionable and provocative manner. But honestly, people were bedazzling everything. Once that bedazzler came out, people were just, you know, even bedazzling their underwear. Anything you could bedazzle, they were wearing it. Caprice had just come out and have managed to stay around all this time. I remember reading back then how much guys did not like Capris. Probably much to their dismay, they've managed to hang on throughout these years. Trucker hats were especially popular. The Von Dutch brand in particular. Very popular with the Hollywood jet-setting crowd. I always thought they made your head look kind of weird, but I'm not going to judge other people for what they want to dress and do if it makes them feel fun and comfortable. Children were deliriously rolling around in Heelys, much to the annoyment and chagrin of teachers and some parents. People were definitely enjoying a new era in electronics. The sidekick had just come out. Everyone was mesmerized by Xbox 350, excuse me, Xbox 360, don't come after me, and PS3. Blockbuster, oh my gosh, now that was my favorite. I can have so many stories to tell you about this. Uh, a lot of people went to Blockbusters. Oh my gosh, it was so jam-packed on a Friday. Elbow to elbow, people running around almost starting fights, trying to get the latest blockbuster that had come out. If you hadn't put your movie on order or on hold, then you were just out to dry. You could only hope to get the best movie of the weekend that at that time. If you managed to get your movie of your choice, you'd load up on popcorn, peanuts, candy, snacks, soda. You'd go home, hit the TV room, turn on the surround sound, get that movie in, and just have a good time. The whole family was enjoying it. It was one of the best family times I remember having. We watched movies like Donnie Darko, The Dark Knight, or maybe Spider-Man. Spider-Man, Spider-Man, does whatever a spider can. Um, that was like such an era. It was so much fun. I'm kind of sad to see parts of it going away. At the time, you would read in the newspaper, which amazingly enough, people did read the newspaper, 
but its iconic time was almost coming to an end as this electronic era was taking over and you could get news at a much faster, quicker pace and know what's going around around the world in immediate, fast time. This was such an attraction. In those headlines in the newspaper at that time, you could read about Michael Jackson's passing. The whole world, I think, came to a complete standstill, if only for a brief moment. Y2K was a hot topic. It had been talked about for a number of years. Everybody was scared. The Aztec calendar, the computer systems not being set to the right date or couldn't go any beyond that date, whatever that craziness was. But it started up so much craziness. People were hoarding things and fighting and carrying on, just worried that all of their information was just going to come to a standstill. The world as we know it was just going to stop. Electricity would cease to exist. Honestly, it was so crazy. Unemployment was at its highest rate ever, 10.20%. People didn't know what to do. America had always been such a prosperous, fruitful pace. And now we're hearing about this H1N1 disease, which is also known as the swine flu. Oh, wait, folks. There's more to come on that one, as we all know. The housing market became extremely distressed, leading the way to now what is known as the Great Repression. That was such a tough period. People who were buying homes were so underwater that it was just easier for them to walk away from the house rather than to pay the bill. And a lot of them did. So getting down to the history behind this perpetrator, the time period takes place early in that decade. The history of this area takes place in the United States. The hunting ground for this poisonous entity has a rich history, literally and figuratively. It was founded by old, dignified money, foo-foo. Amazingly enough, though, it was kind of a radical place at the time. Different cultures lived there and seemed to thrive and grow together. There was a rich diversity, and at first, black people were flourishing in wealth and culture. There was no discrimination there, which was definitely different than what was happening all over the world. People were able to have differences and yet get along and survive and actually flourish. In a time, there was a, in time, there was a gradual change in the environment, and eventually there was a separation of cultures and peoples. Doesn't that go to figure? Maybe due to the type of fear, fear that had overtaken other parts of America. As always, there's always some kind of fight going on, people wanting to get above other people, whatever the case may be. Soon areas that were rich in culture began to show sign of wear and tear. And once that happens, wealth moves away, and what's left in its wake, poverty, of course, and drugs that come in with it. As in many other areas, there was a new drug on the streets. It was so affordable, and just like the Jet Said crowd was enjoying. Because the Jet Said crowd was enjoying cocaine. It was everywhere. Anywhere you'd look, out in public, 
not only is easy to get is Coca-Cola in a can, you could get Coca-Cola anywhere. People talked about it. McDonald's had to change their spoons so people weren't snorting cocaine with it. It was just drama, drama, drama. So then this other drug comes out, methamphetamines, and it's cheap, gives you the same effects as cocaine, caused all kinds of craziness in these poor areas, and drug cartels couldn't have been any happier. It soon took a toll on this area as well, and as I said, the diversity had gone away. The area fell into drug and poverty. Drinking was taking place, drugs and prostitution. This escalated drastically with the arrival of methamphetamine. The area aspired into a quicker demise. In the suburban setting lived a man with a poisonous soul and a treacherous heart. A sudden medical condition forced this evil personality to confront his own mortality. And this brush with death, even though it spared his own life, unfortunately made him bitter and mean. Not like he always hadn't been bitter and mean, but that definitely escalated. And had he died with that condition, fate may have played out differently. Instead, what he experienced after he left, what he experienced after left him holding a bag of sour emotions about life and what he felt entitled to and what he felt entitled to do to other people. Now, doesn't that just sound like fun? To feel like you've had so much happening to you in your own life that now you feel entitled to just get out there and do as you please, no matter how it affects other people. So be it. Yearning for life as it was in the past, relishing the force that gives us life, and wanting to satisfy this intense need, so intense, it's like a drug, and this voice that keeps talking to him from the inside, within, whispering about the power to control, relishing the thought of taking away a life force from somebody. That's weird and creepy, isn't it? Because when most people have to face their mortality, they decide to make recompensation and be nice to people and get along in this world and maybe start walking dogs or take up faith or 